Welcome to Females and Fine Fettle, from Wiped Out to Wealthy. This is where conscientious women entrepreneurs and women living like a boss come to learn about balancing their personal and professional wellness with ease. If you have the enthusiasm, motivation, and grit to make it happen, then listen up every Monday. To be sure you don't miss an episode, sign up for weekly updates at femalesandfinefettle.com. The following discussion is for educational purposes only and is not intended to diagnose or treat any disease. Please don't apply any of this information without first speaking with your doctor. Now, here are your hosts, Ashley Rose and Dr. Michelle, functional medicine doctor, naturopathic physician, and East Asian medical practitioner. Happy holidays, everyone, and happy birthday, Mishvase. Oh, thanks. <laughs> and welcome back to our December theme of reflection and gratitude. Though we should truly reflect on our lives with intention throughout the year and show gratitude on the daily. So that's what we want to get into today. Taking a moment in your day to acknowledge that which you're grateful for is a great idea, right? But did you know practicing gratitude can benefit you physiologically, psychologically, neurologically, emotionally, and physically? All of it. Practicing gratitude can make your life better in an instant. Totally. There's a lot of talk about gratitude in the alternative health realm. So what's the big deal, right? Is it just being thankful or is it something more? So from my understanding, gratitude is a state of being while thankfulness is an expression of that gratitude. So basically, we can secretly be filled with gratitude all freaking day. But why is that a good thing? Well, for one, there's tons of research articles out there talking about the benefits of gratitude. One study I read called Counting Blessings Versus Burdens, an experimental investigation of gratitude and subjective well-being in daily life, showed a significant increase in overall positivity, quality, and quantity of sleep, and the beneficial effects were even apparent to the participant's significant other. So what happens is that being in a state of gratitude takes us out of our typical sustained sympathetic response, also known as our fight, flight, or freeze mode, and it almost instantly shifts our nervous system over to the parasympathetic state of rest, restore, and rejuvenate. You might also know this as rest and digest, and this is our healing state. So it's basically where the magic happens. Yeah, and I liken gratitude to that feeling of being totally present. In our daily lives, we can often get stuck in that sympathetic response state, going, going, going. And this can be incredibly stress-inducing. And when things get in our way or go wrong, the weight of it can feel that much worse. I found a, an article quoting Dr. Robert Emmons, a gratitude researcher and psychology professor at the University of California, Davis. He said, life is a series of problems that have to be solved, and a lot of times those problems cause stress. Gratitude can be that stress buster. So making a point every day or as often as you can to be present in your experience and go to gratitude can really help sift through the chaos, put things into perspective, and get you into a more rejuvenated state, like Michelle said. Yeah, when we're practicing gratitude regularly, our brains get tickled and release one of our main pleasure neurotransmitters called dopamine. This is also termed our reward neurotransmitter and helps us to initiate an action because we're neurologically being told to do it again. 
For those of you on social media, this is actually the basic brain chemistry pattern that keeps us checking for those likes and comments. We want that dopamine hit, and the action we take is to log in and check it, right? Why do you think there are so many ads on there? All right, back to gratitude. As we reflect and find things we're grateful for, we feed off those dopamine hits and our brain gets into the pattern of finding other things that we're grateful for. Yeah, and you had sent me that email with a link to a research article that shows that the act of writing down three experiences, people, or aspects of your life that you're grateful for can increase your level of optimism by 15%. And it's very easy to do. You just have to think of three. So what are you grateful for today, Mish? (laughs) Well, right now... Um, I'm grateful that we have this podcast, so we're able to share some pretty great information with all our listeners. I'm Me too. <laughs> also mm-hmm. thankful for my home office, my new home office, which I'm sitting in right now, and my wonderful partner who built my desk that I'm using. Ah, yes. Give me those feel-good dopamine hits. (laughs) What about you, Ashley? I'm grateful for my relationship with my partner and where we're headed, the connection I have with my family, and that I've got another quarter of school in my rear view, which is awesome. So I'm feeling good. And you can just write down the first things that come to mind on the nearest piece of paper you can reach. Mish was more specific. I feel like mine were more broad and both are great. Honestly, you might be grateful for anything under the sun. After I moved, I was so grateful I found my salad spinner again. I really love my salad spinner. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, you do. Uh, That's true, though. When you start thinking of things you're grateful for, it might just be that you, you know, have access to good food, a roof over your head, and a bed to sleep in. But as you start diving deeper in the realm of gratitude, you might even start feeling grateful about your inner qualities and characteristics. And that's like a superfood smoothie of self-love for your brain and body. Superfood smoothie <laughs> of self-love. I love that. I'm going to have one every morning. <laughs> So this is a great time of year for gratitude because of all this time we're spending with our friends and loved ones during the holidays. But during this time of year, gratitude is often expressed in the form of a present. Now, I think meaningful gift giving can be very special, but I often don't need much myself, and I'm sure there are others out there too. I'm raising my hand. So true. I'm not one for the obligatory gift-giving game, but I do love thoughtful gifts given at random times of the year. For me, that seems more special and genuine, I guess. Like, there's less pressure around that needing to find the right gift, like, now mentality. Um, Speaking of which, while we're on this topic, I think it's important to stop trying to fill the void with stuff. It's really missing the point, in my opinion. The very clear alternative to gift giving is actually giving the gift of your presence, like being present, instead of presence, like wrapped in presence. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I completely agree. 
so think of those people in your life that you want to gift with your gratitude. An experience shared is the longest lasting gift and can be a uniting factor. Just think about it. You are more likely to bond with someone who enjoys the same hobby or activity as you or has traveled to the same place as you have than with someone who just has a similar possession as you. So here are some ideas to honor those special relationships in your life. For your partner and the kiddos, if you have any, volunteer with your family or start a food or coat drive. You can get a museum, science center, community theater, or orchestra membership. You can get a subscription to a learning magazine or add to your game night collection with apples to apples, Uno, or whatever you've been wanting to try. Go camping, hiking, fishing, getting out in nature is really the best gift. For your partner, join a pottery or art class. You can start indoor rock climbing, which I want to do. Join a bowling league, which I've done. Get a home brewing kit for your mate. And for your relatives, you can have a pampering day with your mom. Go golfing with your dad or just drive the cart. (laughs) Create a memory book for your grandparents. And if gift giving really is something you want to share... I liked the idea I stumbled across called the four gift rule. They are the want, the need, the wear, and the read. The want is one material gift and can often be used as experience gifts too, like an instrument, a sewing machine, tickets to a great play, supplies for a painting class. The need gift is actually an experience. And the read, this idea I got off a site called Wellness Mama. For her kids, throughout the year, she keeps folders in her desk of their artwork and folders on her desktop of their field trips, birthdays, and other memories, and then compiles them all in a book at the end of the year. I just thought that was a really sweet idea. Oh, I like that. Yeah. And for the grown-ups, gift your favorite book in audiobook or hard copy form to the readers in your life. Grab some tea after they've finished and share your thoughts. Okay, enough about the gifts because, again, this episode is truly about being grateful for what you have in your life right now. Yes. So if you're like most people I know, then you might need a little bit of guidance um, and a reminder to start getting into the habit of gratitude. Um, One of the best tools I've come across is called the five-minute gratitude journal, which is a super easy way to celebrate and keep a log of the good things in your life every morning and evening. The particular structure and layout of this little handy journal is actually based on positive psychology research, which is pretty cool. Uh, We'll definitely link to it in the show notes so you can grab a copy if you're interested. I love that. And gratitude journaling is actually something you can share with your partner, even if you don't want to share necessarily. It's a nice way to be reminded of why they are awesome. And though it might sound contrary to reveling in gratitude, sometimes thinking of the, quote, bad times or a challenging period in life can be an immediate boost to help you see just what you've overcome. Also, exercise is a great time, obviously, to practice your gratitude. On a neurological level, exercise can be a reset button for mood, and the release of endorphins relieves stress, so a nice dopamine hit is the perfect companion. And with the internet and social media, try making that a more mindful and inspired space. Create a gratitude bookmark folder, archive posts that will remind you to be grateful in harder moments, and fill your feeds with motivating people and stimuli. 
We hope this episode has motivated you to make a daily practice of gratitude. Reassess how you express it to others to ensure that you're deepening your relationships and reorganizing your life so that what you see is a reminder of all that is good in your world. Happy holidays and happy new year. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Hey, it's Dr. Michelle. I cannot wait to meet you back here next week in episode 25, our first episode of 2018. We'll be talking about mindset and empowerment for women and what that looks like with the monumental shifts that we are experiencing now and expecting this coming year. So thanks for tuning in. Have a great rest of your week. Bye for now. Thank you for listening to Females and Fine Fettle from Wiped Out to Wealthy, a podcast to fit your lifestyle. If you like what you've heard, please subscribe, rate, and review at femalesandfinefettle.com. If you have questions or topic ideas for upcoming episodes, we'd love to hear from you. Please be sure to tune in next week.